What is up, everybody? It is the Only Hoops Podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Bell. Really excited to be back. It's been a over a year-long hiatus now, and I am super excited to start making content and more episodes for you guys to listen to. Today, we're just going to hop right into the podcast. We have three segments. The first one is just a welcome back to the podcast. Going to go over everything that has been going on in my life over the past year, why I stopped uh, making these episodes, and why I'm back. Number two is just an NBA round two preview. Uh, just going to talk about the uh, all the series going on now in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, today is May 4th, so at this point, um, the... At the time of this recording, the Warriors-Grizzlies Game 2 has not occurred, and neither has the uh, Bucks and Celtics. Uh, those games are just one game in at this point, and so is the Sixers-Heat and Suns-Mavs. So we're just going to talk about Game 1 from each of those series, and then we're going to talk about uh, some predictions and what I think is going to happen in each of those rounds and those matchups, and uh, who I think is going to be moving on to the Conference Finals. And lastly, we're going to have a brand new segment, first time this segment's been on, and it's called the GOAT of the Week. And yes, that is GOAT, G-O-A-T, of the Week. We'll get to that and explain what that's all about uh, here at the end of the podcast. But I'm going to hop right in into the first segment, and first I just want to say welcome back to the podcast. Really excited, really happy to be back. I'm just going to talk about the year in review and what I had going going on why I stepped away, and now why I'm back. So first things first, um, going back to uh, this time last year, I was finishing up my uh, first semester, or my first year actually, second semester of grad school. And uh, starting in the summer, I actually got a summer job. It was a full-time summer job uh, working at a rec center um, down where I live here in North Carolina. And um, that actually took a ton of my time Definitely still had time to, um, you know, make some content and things like that. But um, that working with, it was a day camp. So I was working with kids all day. Uh, Super exhausting for me. Uh, And then going on to the next year, I knew that I was going to be starting my uh, last year and my student teaching for my graduate program. Um, For those of you who know me, those who don't, um, I am, I actually just finished my master's degree, but uh, this past semester I was um, doing my student teaching, uh, also called an internship here in North Carolina, um, in physical education and health. Um, so this started back in August. Uh, this is when the whole process started, and I actually did a field experience where I was going into a local high school a couple days a week, just observing the teachers there, how classes were run, and then I also had the opportunity to teach a couple classes um, as well. So that was the fall semester from August to December. Um, And on top of that, I also remained as an assistant coach here at New Hanover High School, uh, where I live here in Wilmington, North Carolina, helping out both the varsity and JV boys basketball teams. And we're going to get into that a little bit. So uh, I was doing my grad school with my field experience. I was doing uh, basketball coaching, and then in the fall, I was also doing a graduate assistantship where I was actually actually helping write um, an article that's going to be published on some uh, research that I did uh, during my time uh, as a grad assistant, and then also 
Um, I was teaching two classes on campus at UNCW, which is University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Uh, that's where I got my master's and was doing my grad assistant. So I was just swamped. Um, pretty much seemed like every day was, you know, 6.30 up in the morning, 7.30 out the house, and then not home till you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock p.m. So really busy. Um, it took a lot out of me. I was trying to just grind and get through it while I could, just trying to finish my grad school, you know, make ends meet, all that type of stuff. Um, but really excited to be done. Uh, this week was my first week off after my student teaching. It went really, really well. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the difference between student teaching and an internship, I mean, sorry, student teaching um, and the field experience is that student teaching is every day. So now I'm basically, you know, a normal teacher. Um, going into school every single day, Monday through Friday. I started out just observing like I did in the field experience, but then now I gained full responsibility of every single class um, in a PE health class. I uh, also taught some team sports uh, classes as well. So, you know, coming up with lesson plans, um, doing some assignments, things along those lines. Uh, I was in charge of it all. And during that period, I had to um, do this process that's called the EdTPA process in which um, teachers get their licensure. Uh, really big and important, and I'm actually having to, um, you know, finish that up here in the next couple couple days. Um, so on top of all that stuff, um, it was just really, really busy. And after schools, Mondays and Wednesdays, I was going to the rec center and still working until 9 p.m. And then the other days of the week, Tuesdays, Thursday, Fridays, um, I was coaching, uh, whether it was games, practices, or whatever we had going on. Um, that's what I was doing. So it was definitely super frustrating. Um, the prior season, um, my first year at New Hanover, uh, I did not have as much going on and that's why I wanted to start the podcast. It was something I was able to do for fun in my free time. Well, now that I'm done, uh, I, with grad school, I have some more free time now and I'm really committed to now bringing back more content and things along those lines. So um, the internship and rec center uh, were the main two things that kept me away on top of the basketball season. I'm just going to segue um, into my second year at New Hanover and talk a little bit about that uh, for you guys, just to recap on uh, my coaching experience and how you know basketball has been affecting my life uh, within the past year or so. So uh, starting with the summer last summer, I actually wasn't able to be around much with the program. They did a few team camps, things along those lines. Uh, but with summer camp, I wasn't able to get out, get out. I was the summer camp director. So I was the person in charge of, you know, making everything and making all the plans, running it, making sure it all went smoothly. So I wasn't able to get out of that and get to the team camps and things along those lines that, you know, we did all over the summer. Uh, really frustrating for me, um, but also, you know, needing to, you know, provide and, you know, pay the bills and everything like that. Uh, the coaches and everyone was more than understanding, which I'm super, super grateful for. Uh, moving into the fall, like I said, that's when I was um, starting back up with my grad school, um, also still working at the rec center. Uh, that's when basketball season started, and coming into this year, we knew we were going to have a really, really good team, knew we were going to have a chance to you know, make it into the state playoffs and make a decent run uh, at hopefully a state championship. So um, starting in the fall, we started up with our practices and um, getting the guys ready for the season to start, um, you know, in the beginning of November. At this point, uh, you know, we were looking really good, had a few scrimmages, was really excited about the year um, and what everything that was going to hold for that. 
So fast forward to the end of the regular season, and we finished the season with a 23-0 record. So yes, we did go undefeated during the regular season, and we even won our regular season conference championship as well as the postseason conference championship. So I was super happy for our guys. Starting back with the, the previous summer, I knew how hard they were working um, throughout the season, really getting at it. Um, and it was actually um, really rewarding because at New Hanover, our gym is being redone and we haven't used it the last two seasons. So we're practicing at middle schools, elementary schools, playing our games at a community college. Uh, so we don't really have a true home venue. And the guys, um, you know, fought through all that adversity and were able to, you know, get it done day in and day out. And I'm really commend all of our players for that. And I was really proud of them for that. Um, also really proud, like I said, all the hard work they put in, the success that they got back in return for that was super rewarding to see um, as well. It was the first time as a coach um, that I had the opportunity of being on a staff and being in a program that had the opportunity of winning a conference championship. Uh, most of you guys who know me um, who are listening to this, those who don't, prior to coming to Wilmington, I was at James Madison University as a student manager and then transitioning into a video coordinator um, there after I graduated. There, unfortunately, we didn't have any of those opportunities of winning a conference championship. Um, so never had that experience before. So this, uh, as a first time as a coach, was really special for me. Um, and it was really rewarding. And um, yeah, just super happy about everything um, that went on during this season. Moving into the state playoffs, um, the community college we were playing at, our lease actually ran out with them. So we again had to scramble to find somewhere else to play. And we actually found another community college about 30 minutes south of Wilmington um, that would host us for our game. So throwing on top of not having a home base uh, and then having to adjust the place that we were playing and finding a new place. Um, was a little bit hard, but our guys still were really, really, you know, committed to trying to make a run at it. And the first round, we actually was the last game we played at the first community college, and we were able to win. Um, so from 23-0 to 24-0, and then moving into the second round of the state playoffs, we were playing a school uh, called Panther Creek out of the Raleigh area. This is where our season, unfortunately, came to an end. Uh, we fell behind in the first quarter by 15 points, and we even fought back. I believe we cut it down to two in the fourth quarter, uh, but we just dug ourselves too big of a hole uh, to come back from to start the game. So, unfortunately, our season was cut a little bit short, losing in the second round. Panther Creek was a hell of a basketball team and actually made it all the way to the state championship game. They had everything clicking at the right time at the end of the season. A lot of really good players who are dual sport athletes, uh, really good coaching. And um, yeah, they just came in, hit a lot of shots in the first half. Uh, we started out a little bit slow. And like I said, just too much of a deficit to come back from. Was really hurt for our guys and seeing the emotion out of them, um, you know, with our season being cut short. But having some time to reflect on it, you know, 24 and 1, you have everything to be proud of um, after a season like that. And you can't really complain too much. Obviously, would have been nice for our guys to have gotten further along in the state playoffs. Um, but like I said, 24 and 1 cannot really ask for much of a better season than that. Really excited about the next season coming up here and this summer. Should be able to get to some of the team camps and things like that. Um, and super excited about everything moving forward. So that's just my life with basketball. It's been uh, crazy and hectic. 
Um, during the season, I was actually able to get my first opportunity to coach a game. Um, our JV coach had to miss a game uh, for something that he had going on. So I was able to fill in and coach a game. And I got my first coaching win on the JV side. So that was really uh, rewarding for me. It was really fun experience. And then when he came back, we didn't miss a beat, you know, finish a season above 500 on the JV side uh, with a really young team. So super happy about that. Um, and that's just kind of been, you know, where I've been at over the past year. Uh, you know, with everything I've had going on, really cut back the amount of free time I had, have a lot of, you know, work both academically and professionally that I have to get done. And that's the reason why, um, you know, the podcast stopped. Why I'm coming back into the podcast, like I touched on a little bit, is I have a lot more free time. I'm done with grad school now, and I really want to bring this back because I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was just a lack of time um, for the reason why I stepped away. Didn't want to have super sporadic episodes, you know, coming here, coming there, you know, maybe once every few months. I want to try to do something more consistently. And that's why I'm waiting till now to start. Um, so that's why the podcast is back. Really excited. Um, for those who have listened to it before, I'm hoping to get interviews again with people I know and even expanding into uh, maybe people I haven't talked to before. Um, but interviews are definitely something I want to continue doing on top of just talking, you know, what's going on in the basketball realm um, as well. So concluding with that, um, that's basically everything I had going on this past year. And I'm going to transition right into our second segment, which is about the NBA playoffs. I want to keep this episode a little bit short as a return, not going to drag it out too much. Um, so I'm going to skip a lot of round one stuff and go right into round two. So uh, like we know, um, and game ones have already happened. So if you follow basketball, I'm sure you've watched them. Um, the two, the four teams who played on Sunday night in the first round of the, sorry, in the second round of the NBA playoffs was the Bucks and the Celtics and the Warriors and Grizzlies. Obviously, the Bucks, defending NBA champions, coming off of a great season in which Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, won Finals MVP, really solidified himself as, you know, one of the best players in the NBA, if not the best player in the NBA. Um, you know, had a, a decent season, maybe wasn't as strong in the regular season as they liked, but in that first round, in their first round matchup against the Chicago Bulls, showed no signs of slowing down, and they look like that they have an opportunity to be in the same team moving forward. Obviously, Chris Middleton is injured at this point. Not sure when he's going to be back, so that's a big loss. Um, but they're coming up against the Boston Celtics, who got it going in the second half of the season, beat the Brooklyn Nets in what everyone was you know, talking about as a highly anticipated series, swept the Nets, KD and Kyrie are out, Brooklyn is out, and the Bucks and Celtics looks like it's going to be a one heck of a series. Starting in Game 1, this was a heck of a game in which Giannis Antetokounmpo had a triple-double. Not a great shooting night for Giannis, only 9 of 25 from the field, but 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, leading the way for the Brooklyn Nets. When Giannis is like that, it's going to be tough to beat, and if they keep getting the contributions off the bench that they've been getting since that in that first round, um, you know they're going to be tough to beat. In this game, game one, Drew Holiday had 25 points and nine rebounds. Bobby Portis 15 points and 11 rebounds, and Grayson Allen kept up his hot play with 11 points off the bench. So with that balance, it's going to be tough to beat Brooklyn. Uh, sorry, Milwaukee, but Boston has a well balanced lineup as well. Just didn't play well in game one. And hearing a lot of talk on the news and things like that around the sports, obviously Brooklyn didn't play a good game. 
And starting off the series, obviously you want to start off on a high foot, but it's honestly might be better to lose a game in which you play really bad than lose a heartbreaking game in which you play your best and still lose. Brooklyn's going to know that they have, you know, more to give and that they can play better. And I think that they're going to, you know, regroup themselves and move on going forward. But game one went to Milwaukee, 101-89. Like I said, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks had great balance. Looking at the Celtics, Jason Tatum led the way with 21 points. Al Horford had 12 and 10. Marcus Smart had 10 points. Also picked up a little bit of an injury in this game, so it'll be interesting to monitor that moving forward. Jalen Brown really struggled in this one. Only 12 points, didn't shoot very high percentage. Both teams, the Bucks as a team, was 41% from the field, 35 from three, and Boston was 33 from the field, 36 from three. So two good defensive teams um, playing a good style of basketball, a tough physical game as well. So it'll be interesting to see that moving forward. It is May 4th when you're listening to this, so Game 2 is happening tonight. The line is Boston minus 4. I'm going to predict this one going off the spread of Boston minus 4, and I actually think that the Bucks are going to cover the spread, but I do think that the Celtics are going to win the game. Um, I think rebounding after Game 1, the Celtics are going to be locked, ready to go. They're going to be locked in from the start. Honestly, can't really shoot the ball much worse than they shot it in game one. Um, so I think the Celtics are going to come back and win this game, adjust with the Bucks without Chris Middleton. Be interesting to see if the Bucks can get as much production as they did in game one uh, from their role players. But I do think the Celtics are going to even this series at 1-1. Um, in total, this is such a tough series to pick. I do think it's going to go six or seven games. Part of me, my heart leans with the Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to win the series um, just by looking at it, but I'm going to pick the Milwaukee Bucks to win. Um, championship pedigree, Giannis Antetokounmpo has been playing lights out. If they keep getting the balance that they have and keep playing this physical style of basketball, they're going to be really tough to beat, and I do think I'm going to pick the Milwaukee Bucks in seven games. I think tonight's game two uh, for the Celtics is a must-win game. If you lose tonight, go down 2-0. It's going to be really tough to come back and win from that. So that's what I think about that series. Again, Bucks in seven here. It'll be interesting to monitor it um, as the series progresses. Okay, moving on into the two other teams that played in the second round uh, on day one was the Warriors and the Grizzlies. And this was one of the best basketball games I have watched all season. I really enjoyed this one. Draymond Green getting ejected in the second quarter was a big storyline coming out of this one. It was a tough flagrant two foul. I do think it was the right call. Maybe a little weak, but with that hit to the face, anything to the face now is easily a flagrant one potentially flagrant too and I do think that it was the right call but man Golden State was able to come back without Draymond and get a 117-116 win in Memphis. Memphis has been playing well had a great series against the Timberwolves in the in round one and the Warriors had another fantastic series um, in their first round matchup against the Denver Nuggets. Um, so I'm excited to watch this one. I think the teams are, uh, you know, pretty evenly balanced. Obviously, the Warriors have more championship pedigree and more experience in the playoffs. And I do think that this is going to be a huge factor in this series. While the teams do match up evenly on paper, I'm going to take Golden State in five or six. 
I just think the inexperience of Memphis, this is really their first rodeo at it. I know they were in the playoffs last year, but this was their first, you know, really exceptional season. Um, and I just think that Golden State has too many weapons. You look at Draymond Green, who obviously was ejected in the first round, but then you got Andrew Wiggins, uh, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Gary Payton has been really good. Then off the bench, Jordan Poole has been lights out, scoring 31 points in game one. Other guys like Looney have been around. Kuminga, who's a promising young player. Otto Porter's a guy who's been around for a while. They have guys who have that experience, and um, they have that championship pedigree, as we all know. Switching over to Memphis, John Morant, 34 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists in Game 1. Such a special player. He's one of my favorites to watch in the NBA. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a fantastic game. 10 of 18, 6 of 9 from 3, 33 points, 10 rebounds. If he plays like this throughout the series, this is what is going to challenge Golden State. They need that balance. The only thing that they are missing in Game 1 was Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. Only 9 points and 8 points, um, respectively. Desmond Bain has been fantastic throughout the playoffs, but struggled at 3 of 10 shooting. If they get those performances from John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. consistently, and both of those guys score over double figures... The Grizzlies are going to be really tough to beat. But like I said, I do think that Golden State is going to win this series um, in five or six games. If they win tonight as well, I think the series is is uh, over. Could even potentially be a sweep. So um, they, um, Memphis needs a win tonight. And looking forward to that game. Game one was fantastic. Game two is going to be even better now with Draymond Green coming back. Now we're going to go into the next four teams on day two of the second round of the NBA playoffs. And these games occurred last night, starting with the Heat and Sixers. Now, I was really super excited about this series uh, before it started. And then the Joel Embiid injury in the first round against Toronto was really upsetting for me to see because I love Joel Embiid. And in my opinion, he was the MVP of this season. That buzzer beater moment he had in Toronto was just amazing. So with him being out, obviously, major loss for the 76ers, losing their best player. Putting the pressure on James Harden to step up and lead the team, as well as other guys such as Maxi, who has been fantastic throughout this playoffs and has been really good all year. And then Tobias Harris as well, another veteran player who's been through it, seen it a lot. Just without Joel Embiid, this is a completely different 76ers team. I also think they're not super deep. Their bench to me isn't that good. It's just a little bit too inconsistent. You know, Thibault's a really good defensive player. Paul Millsap only had six minutes. He's he's getting old. George's Niang struggled big time in game one with zero points and 0 of 7 from three. Um, they need more consistency out of those players if they need any chance of beating Miami. And then Miami looks like a well-oiled machine, starting with you know, Bam Adebayo, 24 points, 12 rebounds in Game 1, 8 of 10 from the field. Tyler Hero, 25 points on 4 of 6 from 3 and 9 of 17 total. And then Jimmy Butler, 15 points. Um, P.J. Tucker, 10 points. They just have such great depth. And Duncan Robinson didn't even play in this game. And Duncan Robinson was one of their big contributors throughout their past few postseason runs. Now with Max Struess kind of filling in that role a little bit. It'll be interesting to see Miami moving forward. Um, Kyle Lowry is also out for the Heat. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when he comes back. Um, in this series, the Joel Embiid injury, if he's out 
three games or more. I think the 76ers are going to lose in five or six, which will Embiid, I think they can get it to seven. Um, but I do think Miami's going to win this series. And unfortunately, I think it has to all do with the Joel Embiid injury. With not only his face, but his hand as well, even when he is back, not sure how well he's going to be playing. Hopefully at a high level, but when I was watching this game yesterday, the commentator said something that I think really sticks with me and is is going to be a key in this series. And what the announcer said was, it was towards the end of the game, uh, but he said, every player on the floor right now from Miami embodies Heat basketball. The Heat have a clear style of play that they want to play, and everyone is fitting into their roles perfectly. We saw them achieve, uh, overachieve a few seasons ago, making it to the NBA Finals. Um, and last year, they didn't get back. But this year, the way they've been playing, the great coaching they have with Eric Spolstra, I think they have what it takes to potentially make the NBA Finals and, if not, compete for an NBA championship. So, like I said, I think Miami um, is going to uh, win tonight. The spread is at minus 8 for this game. I'm actually going to take that. I'm, I think Miami's going to win by more than 8 tonight. I think the 76ers are just too overmatched uh, without Joel Embiid. And then finally, moving into my last four te- uh, last two teams in the last series, we have is the Mavericks and the Suns. Okay, so the next series I'm going to talk about in the last two teams in the second round of the NBA playoffs is the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. In this series, two good teams, two teams I enjoy watching very much. The Suns-Pelicans was actually one of my favorite series from round one, watching the Suns without Devin Booker. Chris Paul put on a show in that last game in that series, was phenomenal. Uh, All the other guys in the Suns, DeAndre Ayton, really big fan of his, loved their role players, Cam Johnson, Campaign, Jay Crowder, all those guys loved the style that the Suns play. The Mavericks, on the other hand, Luka Doncic, one of my favorite players in the NBA, just an absolute stud. Some of the other guys on their team have been playing really well, really good as well, such as Jalen Brunson. He's been fantastic. Spencer Dimwitty's been good throughout the playoffs. And then their role players I enjoy as well. Um, You know, Reggie Bullock, UNC guy, really good player. And some of the other guys they have uh, on that roster are tough as well. Finney Smith, uh, Dwight Powell, t- guys like that. Uh, really enjoy watching. Um, you know, they play the play the right way. So this series, game one, Phoenix won 121-114. Obviously, Phoenix Suns are the home team and the higher seed in this matchup. Great balance. If the Suns play this way, Suns are going to the, uh, the conference finals, in my opinion. Jay Crowder, 11 points. Bridges, 13 points. DeAndre Ayton, 25 points, 8 rebounds. Chris Paul, 19 points. Devin Booker, 23 points. Cam Johnson, 17 points. Campaign, 9 points. With balance like that, it's going to be almost impossible to beat the Phoenix Suns. And you're going to have to play as good as you can to just compete with them. And that's exactly what Luka Doncic did. 45 points on 15 of 30 from the field. 4 of 11 from 3 with 12 rebounds and 8 assists. About as good of a performance against a good Phoenix Suns team as you're possibly going to have and was still not enough. Dallas had contributions from Kleba, who had 19 points on a very well shooting night on 6 of 9 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. And then Finney Smith had 15 points on 5 of 10 shooting. 
Brunson, 13 points, struggled a little bit on his efficiency, 6 of 16. But Dallas played a good game, just didn't get enough balance. But relying on Luka Doncic to score 45 points to just keep you in the series is not going to be enough. I think Phoenix is going to win this series in six games. Phoenix, just way too many talented players, too much depth for Dallas. While Luka Doncic obviously is a special player, he needs another weapon or two around him before the Mavericks are really in a serious contention of making it to an NBA championship and competing for an NBA title. So uh, the spread in this game is Phoenix minus six. I'm going to take that spread as well. I think Phoenix wins by more than six points tonight. Um, actually, tomorrow. Uh, but when you're listening to this podcast, it is tonight. Um, so I do think that this is going to be an entertaining series. But again, I think Mavericks um, lose this series in six games, maybe even five um, as well. So that's NBA uh, second round so far. Um Kind of recapping what I have, I think that the uh, Miami Heat are going to defeat the Sixers in five or six games. I think the Bucks are going to beat the Celtics in seven. I think that Phoenix is going to beat the Mavs in six. And I think the Warriors are going to beat the Grizzlies in six games as well. So really excited to keep talking about these games. Um, hopefully I'm able to watch a little bit more. Um, only being, being well kept some portions of these games, but I watch all the highlights and stuff on YouTube. Um, but Really excited for the NBA second round. Really always get into the NBA playoffs. Uh, so really excited on uh, the matchups moving forward. So finishing off the podcast, we're going to start with a new segment. And like I said, just want to keep this episode nice and short. So it should be less than 40 minutes. Um, and this new segment is called the GOAT of the Week. And yes, G-O-A-T, greatest of all time of the week. We're going to talk about a person or storyline or something about basketball that's um, in the top of my head, and I think that's really important um, moving forward. So I got two this week. One is um, one's personal to me. Oh, another one is not. We'll start with the one that's not personal to me um, for the go to the week. But the go to the week number one, in my opinion, is Baylor Shireman. For those who don't know who this is, he is on uh, was on South Dakota State's uh, men's basketball team last year. One of the highest scoring teams in the country. Uh, was really excited to watch him in March Madness, and while they did lose to Providence, this kind of ties into why he's my go to the week. He averaged 16 points per game last season and almost eight rebounds, and he was he entered the transfer portal at the end of the season. Obviously, with everything going on in the transfer portal, we all know how hectic and how crazy it is, and he was one of the most sought-after recruits in the entire country. Almost every team was rumored to have reached out to him, offered him a scholarship um, along those lines. And the reason why he is my go to the week is because he committed today, May 3rd, to Creighton University. And the reason why he said he committed to Creighton is because he wants revenge on Providence. Providence is the team that knocked out South Dakota State in March Madness, and he wants his revenge on Baylor. Uh, uh, Baylor Shireman wants his revenge on the Providence Friars and Ed Cooley, the coach of the year. I love this. I think this is a great move. So he's obviously hungry and makes this move to Creighton even more personal for him. He wants to compete for Creighton. He wants to get them over the hump and to beat Providence. And I just love this move out of Baylor Shireman. Obviously, could have went to any most any team in the country. I think he fits in at Creighton well in their style of play. Um, additionally, he's a very talented player, um, and I'm going to be interested to watch him next season in the Big East. And we'll see if he's able to get his revenge on Providence or if Providence and the mastermind Ed Cooley proved to be too much uh, for Baylor Shireman 
and the Creighton Blue Jays. So we'll see how that plays out next season. But love that move out of Charmin and love that quote as well. I just think it's fantastic. And last but not least, my GOAT of the week number two is Sam Peak. Now, some of you may be asking, who is Sam Peak? Well, I'm going to explain who Sam Peak is. Sam Peak is one of my childhood friends and was my neighbor growing up. Sam was a big-time basketball player coming up, um, you know, travel basketball, going into high school, and in our area, and um, he's someone that I actually had the opportunity to not only, you know, grow up with, and I know really well and really personally, him and his family, but I was also able to work with him um, in basketball and help him as part of a small part of his journey uh, to where he's at today. Um, so when I was in college at JMU over the uh, summer times when I'd come home from school, um, I was able to get into the, uh, the gym with Sam. I would rebound for him, put him through some of the drills I'd see at the college level. Both him, his brother, his sister, and friends at times would all join in on these training sessions. And it was really fun not only for me to work on my abilities as a coach and a skill developer, but also get to work with someone that I know really personally. And from there, um, Sam, he was someone who went to my high school um, and he uh, eventually left my school um, and went to a school called uh, Trinity Pauling, uh, which is a prep school. Uh, from Trinity Pauling, he then committed to Wesleyan University, which is a Division three school in the NESCAC. Uh, for those who don't know, the NESCAC is one of the premier, uh, not only academic, but athletic conferences in all of Division three. And Wesleyan University is a very good program here. At Wesleyan, every year, Sam just improved, improved, improved. And this season, he averaged 18 points per game and 7 rebounds per game. And he was named a Division Three All-American. Uh, so a huge accomplishment for Sam. So proud of someone seeing I know so well. Do so well at the next level. And he actually has an extra year with all the COVID restrictions. And he entered the transfer portal as well. He had some. He had a lot of interest from a lot of schools. Uh, saw on social media, um, you know, schools like Towson, William and Mary, um, Stetson, um, and then I think it was Central Arkansas out of the Sun Belt as well. Um, might be the wrong school, but I think it was Central Arkansas. Um, but he eventually made his decision last week, and he signed with Stetson University. So making the move from Division Three up to Division One as a grad transfer. Super proud of Sam. Really excited to follow Stetson next year and see his progress in Division One. I'm hoping he does fantastic. I know he's a great kid. He's going to work hard. He's going to do everything he needs to do to put himself in a position to be successful. And I just hope that he continues his great play and pro and proves himself on the Division One level. So Sam Peak, shout out to you. You're my go to the, one of my go to the week. Get it done, brother. All right, so that's going to conclude this episode of the Only Hoops podcast. Like I said, wanted to keep it short, under 40 minutes. Looks like we're going to do that. Again, just recap the reason why I stepped away Now I'm and now I'm back. Talked a little bit about my season as a coach here and over the last year as well. Talked a little bit about the NBA second round. Gave a little bit of a preview on what I think is going to happen in each of these series. Talked a little bit about game one from each of these. And then talked about my two go-to the week. So excited to be back in the podcast. Stay on the lookout. Follow me on social media. 
Uh, let me pull up these links for you now so uh, I can lead you in the right direction to stay on top of everything coming up and follow me on social media for all um, announcements and things like that. I can be followed on Instagram and the Instagram is the only hoops podcast. No spaces. So that is the Instagram. Again, the only hoops podcast. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, tweet out announcements and things along those lines uh, for the podcast. And the at for my Twitter account is at only hoops underscore. So that's again at only hoops underscore. Follow me on social media to stay up to date with the um, the schedule for the podcast. If there's any topics you'd like to see as well, feel free to message me on social media. I'll talk about uh, any topics in basketball. So really excited to be back here. Thank you guys for watching this episode and stay tuned for the next one. I'll see you guys later.